I think I need to get another chair. Yeah, you're a cranky bitch. And that. Mm-hmm. Are we? How are we doing on recording in that? I think we're all set. Perfect. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Brain Dump. This is a podcast where we talk about life from the meaningful to the, to the extreme. extreme. And welcome back to Brain Dump Chat. And today we're going to be talking about zombies. My name is Connor. My name's Monty. And let's get into it. Boom. Nice. Introduction to zombies. So, first of all, in a zombie apocalypse, yeah. a lot like normal diseases, mm-hmm. they're going to have different symptoms, different... Uh, and there's a lot of variety, isn't there, in between like what different films and different books yeah. and stuff have as their mm-hmm. zombie scenario. So, I think it's important to sort of... Because obviously different zombies require different responses. And this is very much our zombie apocalypse survival knowledge that we're spewing out here. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And to be fair, the book, uh, The Zombie Survival Guys by Max Brooks. Yeah, what boy. It's been heavily referenced here. And you should have a look at it because it's great. Yeah, check it out. Very, very comprehensive. Different diseases have different mitigations. Looking at coronavirus as an example. So we're different zombie outbreaks. So mm-hmm. here is us laying the groundwork, as it were. The way I see it, it would be a bit like rabies. That's probably, most of them use it as that. Yeah. That it is sort of like quick spreading, bite, lace type. Yeah, fluid transmission. So yeah. like, well, maybe like a blood transition, hence the whole bite. No cure. None. None. I mean, that's all zombie outbreaks and situations. Well, in the film for I Am Legend, although they're not really zombies, they're more sort of vampire really things. Yeah. But that is a reaction to a cancer drug, not in the book, but in the film. And they pushed it out to the whole population. And then it turned out to kill like 90% and then turn 2%. Something else happened to them. Normally it's a virus or like some sort of rabid infection type thing. Walking Dead fans, but everyone's infected in Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. So like, whether you die from a bite or not, you're, you're coming back reanimated. I don't see that happening in our situation. In our situation, I see it as the zombie, you get bitten, you turn into a zombie, that's the end. If you were to die of natural causes, though, would you be a zombie? No, you die. You just, you're just a dead corpse. Yeah. So you're still alive then, like a parasite takeover, rather than it being like a reanimated corpse. Cold, oh, grey, graveyard vibes. Or I like feel like hospital. the disease would kill you mm-hmm. and you'd come back as a zombie. But if a zombie bit an already dead corpse, it wouldn't come back. Okay. There needs to kind of be an original living element to the zombie outbreak. In the beginning, zombie, someone who's been bitten would be a pretty energy, as fast and as energetic as a normal human would be. But they're infected with this disease. But then, much like bodies break down, so would zombies break down. Like There would be decomposition over a few weeks. So And wear and tear. Like, yeah, yeah. If a zombie can't feel pain, and that's a huge advantage. Not feeling pain would effectively make you really super tough. Like, uh-huh. imagine a human super coked up, no pain whatsoever. Then incredible feats could be achieved, for sure. But the body still has a limit. Limbs would a bone snap. will, yeah, exactly yeah. that. And as a result, that's a disadvantage. The body is fragile. Uh-huh. There is a, a limit to what it can do. You could run Usain Bolt fast for a short amount of time before ligaments start snapping and things. Or if you're running like a maniac steps or a curb or running upstairs or whatever, when yeah. you're not paying attention, you will break very, very quickly. Exactly. You? It may appear as if zombies initially would be quite strong, but it's just because they haven't got the same pain receptors as like a living human being and obviously no ability to heal so mm. they would effectively break down so i imagine an infected person 
or an early stage zombie could be very very dangerous but then uh, give it I don't know, three or four weeks and that zombie is stumbling, crawling. But then it only takes a couple of games of zombies on COD to know that the crawlers are just as dangerous. 100%. They need to be respected. Uh You know, Uh don't fuck about with the crawlers. Don't fuck them. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. You are playing with fire. uh, Although it it is mentioned in the zombie survival guide, isn't it? That um, potentially sexual contact could get you infected. Yeah. I mean, he has to spell out all possibilities. (laughs) There are morons out there. Don't go fucking those zombies. (laughs) There are limitations, but I think that is very much the grounds that we're going on. If I'm honest, if it was a zombie apocalypse kind of scenario where zombies were like left for dead and could just sprint, you might as well just shoot yourself. Give up. There is no way you could survive that. Fuck. Yeah, if you're fucked, you're fucked in that scenario, yeah. isn't it? Like, there's going to be a lot of cases where there's no hope. So I suppose, like, 28 days later is the vibe. Yeah. Sort of a rabies infection, super aggressive, but still essentially human and living. Yeah. You could shoot them in the leg, they would still run, mm-hmm. but obviously they would have a ripped leg. Yeah, hole leg. in the leg, yeah. Yeah. How long do you think they would last? Do you think, like, a month and then they're gone? If they don't feed, would they sort of die on the same scale as we would or an animal would? I like the idea of zombies being relatively long-lasting. Mm-hmm. Zombies crave meat, so that must give them some kind of sustenance uh-huh. to keep going. So I'm going to say, like, a while, like, uh-huh. a, a, like a year maybe, decomposition would probably be faster than that. I think conditions, environments where, I don't know, let's say a cold environment would preserve a human body considerably longer. They um, freeze, though. Well, we can go on to that, Monty. There's a whole category of how to deal with frozen zombies. Yeah. But there is a limit. They're not, like, throwing tanks and knocking down buildings and stuff, you know. Okay, but humans, what a body can do. And not very intelligent. Instinct. Instinct is what they're based off. Which can be great if we weren't bombarded with LED light and noise pollution and stuff. Human hearing is actually pretty good. Yeah. You detect animals and things because super quiet wood from a very large range. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it would be. They would rely on that. So maybe you could say, oh, perceived hearing and smell and sight might be improved, but. You've still got the senses yeah. that we've got. Well, the same. Yeah, just they're making more use of them. Okay, so that's very much the, uh, the setup for these zombies. I like it. Want to take a break? Cool. Yeah, so what would you do if there was an outbreak, do you think? You would need to vaguely be perceptive of outbreaks, full stop. I think if you started... Got to have your finger on that pulse, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Just low-key... Weird homicides where people being shot in the head, and Mm -hmm. quite a lot of them, or social disturbances, like missing people cases, weirdly going up in areas. You want to be perceptive of that. I think if you ever hear things like new strain of rabies, Mm. super aggression... Anything like that on any sort of scale, it's zombies and you need to get in yeah. your shit together. You should have been switched onto that shit earlier. Yep. My basic knowledge is on that pulse. If someone was to say, yeah, no, well, my cousin was acting really strange. He uh, got bitten by a mate at work and now he's coming down with a massive fever. I'm out. Gone. I'm out. Gone. 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 Preparing. Gone. Off. Off. Yeah. Off.com. I would instantly be arming myself. Yeah. And thinking about, you know. Also things like social disturbances. Weird. Countries going into lockdown. And. Blackouts. Travel bans. Yeah, yeah. Very coronavirus vibes, but with an air of unexplainableness to them. When you're like, are you worried about coronavirus? Mm -hmm. No, what I'm worried about really is coronavirus being a cover for a zombie outbreak. (laughs) Yeah. I'm pretty comfortable it's not. Yeah, yeah. It's only a... 
it's flu, mate. It's not yeah. zombies. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. It just shows as well, coronavirus. If this was a zombie apocalypse, we would. No one knows how to handle coronavirus. Let alone up. Do you know what? Imagine if the dead people were also biting people and turn. Exactly. We would be fucked. Yeah. So I think hot on the pulse for an initial sign of an outbreak is vital to preparation i rewatched world war z uh-huh in, uh, in research in preparation of course in that north korea's preparation when the zombies started kicking off you know what they decided to do to their entire population in the film is remove every person's teeth all of them you can become a zombie your ability to transmit it to someone else will be minimized to nothing and there quite is a good step though isn't it if there fair, were zombies yeah. that is the uh, the power of having a dictatorship or an autocratic state mm-hmm. you know like look at china coronavirus they just this is what we're doing building hospitals done do yeah. it do it lockdown i don't care about your bitching and moaning we are they've successfully controlled it okay yeah they had a big outbreak but they have a lot more people pretty pretty impressive response the problem with democracies is people have voices and that takes time to get these things in place russians would do well yeah interesting yeah putin would just would bat an eyelid doosh, doosh. i would want him to be my uh, <laughs> zombie time leader like a russian churchill yeah yeah okay so let's face it we know there's an outbreak now like on the pulse there's Things weird things going down. You better start preparing. The first thing, weapons. In it, you got to protect yourself. You do. The biggest thing to prepare for is your fitness. You need to be like body ready. Oh, hundred percent. Zombie land. Rule number one: cardio. Three. Got to be able to run. And like the fatties are gonna die immediately if you can't run away from the average zombie. It's gonna happen at least once in that outbreak. Got to be able to run just faster than the average person. Yeah, I think in the beginning when people are infected and super aggressive, then sprint training might be quite key. Weird things are happening, right? Mm-hmm. You, you're you're detecting that this strange virus, rabies cases, civil unrest, unexplained events, basically, and a lot like coronavirus, people start to freak the fuck out. They're like, we need toilet roll, and if you're smart, that is the last thing you do. People start flocking places. People start panic buying. Mm-hmm. They're making themselves vulnerable to this shit. What you need to do is organize yourself. The first thing you should do isn't flee somewhere. It's actually hunker the fuck down where you are now because people will do the fleeing already. They're already vulnerable, you know, exposed fleeing places. They'll get stuck in traffic jams and... Yeah. Having a, a rendezvous point, so it not being the bug out place, but somewhere, say, like imagine in our context in Bristol, if between me, you and Ed, there was a garage that we rented and it was arranged that anything goes down you meet at the garage it's in a good location for us to be able to get out of bristol if we want to it's not in the middle of the city we're still close to things that we can yeah. scavenge but having that meeting point safe point be uh, is a really key thing to organize for really. sure yeah it doesn't have to be anything extravagant it could literally be your apartment it's familiar you know the area really well you could be like right well we're all gonna go to connor's place this is familiar comfortable we know what the situation is we know the layout pretty well you don't want to then panic go somewhere completely foreign thinking that that's safe when you're with a bunch of other strangers who are all doing the same thing all making themselves quite vulnerable having a level head making sure that you have enough food that sort of simple things the people that you surround yourself with are prepared to be independent um moving in small on your own would have such a big advantage that even if you are 
unprepared really for the task ahead mm-hmm. it's probably better off doing it in a one or a two where you can stay quiet you can move silently rather than in a group in a big size where it's yeah, just yeah you need enough people because you're going to have specialized art areas for efficiency like okay this person's good at map reading this person's good at cooking this person's strong different skill sets you need for that concurrent activities you do need mm bodies don't you You do yeah yeah yeah. and and setting up a base quickly Mm -hmm. if you were on the run let's say then you would need people to help you to do that underlying important factor to all of that is you don't have to be able to trust them Mm -hmm. and that is non-negotiable that has to be they're going to be willing to die for you so but then really cold light day you shouldn't be willing to die for anyone should you so am i willing to die for this person they're not willing to die for me so get rid of them brutal well yeah well the situation is brutal isn't it there's zombies yeah yeah I've got time to be making friends now. Well, 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 yeah, exactly. I'll do the best I can for you, but if it comes between me and you, I'm choosing me. I'm sorry. But I think most people get that, so that's fair enough. Yeah. Got to be honest, don't you? So, yeah, three or four friends that you have in the back of your mind that, hey, I care about you. We're going to work together. Let them know now. If you don't get an invite, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I've got my own plan. I've got my own team, mate. I think I'm dependent on you lot. So they actually think the best thing is is preparation. Most houses that you go into now, you would quite easily survive a week or two with just what food you have there. You're gonna you're kind of mine then. But in a day you've got washing powder to eat. That's (laughs) the only thing that's in the cupboard. Very unprepared. So I think uh, I have enough tins of baked beans in our place right now that I could almost certainly to survive a week without a problem mm-hmm. i'm sure of that yeah and obviously you've got gina to to eat through once <laughs> shit really hits the fan <laughs> yeah yeah just start eating a leg at a time do you, know what I mean? you don't need two do you? <laughs> just you know stretch that supply out <laughs> okay so weapons 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 defense is key like oh. you got to be prepared for this stuff a huge amount of factors consider isn't there really if you're thinking infectious material is created mm. using a weapon exactly a sharp weapon's blunt yeah, weapon's yeah, yeah. better. You're better off shooting people. You're better off like spearing them from a distance, burning them. There's a lot more to be considering than just what would be easy and cool. Well, exactly. If you're covering yourself in blood every time you have to kill something, it's going to get in your eyes. Exactly. You're going to get infected. Yeah, you're going to die. Yeah. And that's the thing that's never tackled in film. They're getting blood all over your face. Great. Single drop gone. in your eye and you're fucked. Mm-hmm. Fucked. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about fairly minor outbreaks in the beginning. Things would pocket up here and there. You don't want to freak out. But equally, you still got the law to contest with. So if you're thinking, I'm going to get a machine gun and you live in the UK, well, think work. twice. Yeah. yeah, like the military, the, the last thing they're going to want is civilians having guns. If you want to do that now, where are you getting it from? And then ammo is going to cost an absolute fortune. Rifle rounds cost like pound fifty each. I've got to buy a thousand of these for it to even make sense. Like that's a lot of money to be outlaying. Avoid guns, I think, really is a... And you're right about uh, keeping fit. The body is the first weapon. You need to be able to run. You need to be able to run with gear on. Mm-hmm. So if you're getting the fuck out of somewhere, you are you fully be able to carry everything on your back. Carrying a gun is heavy. Mm-hmm. People who haven't run with a gun before, they need to experience Five that. kilos probably. Exactly. Easy. Your arms start to burn. I think anyone in the military would appreciate that. Um, if you're not proficient, it's not as if it's just like point and shoot. If you want to be getting headshots, which is what you're probably going to be needing, mm-hmm. that takes a lot of practice to be able to do that consistently under pressure when you're out of breath. It's not actually an advisable option. It takes too much skill that people in this country especially just don't have. Yeah, I completely ever. agree. There is actually quite a significant emphasis on martial arts. Yeah, the initial Wise. training. So you need to have 
martial arts provide you with like conditioning you're taking blows but you're also quite fit training hitting stuff you know and you're used to stress mm -hmm. fight bar in a martial arts you're put into an environment that is not comfortable and dealing with that, you get used to that. Um, when the civil unrest occurs, zombies aren't the biggest problem. You know, it might be other people. People. The enemies fighting toilet roll and you have to bitch slap. Oh, God. It's an important aspect to have a body that you're ready to use. Oh, I'm ready. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready to use it. Born ready. <laughs> so, yeah, keep fit. I reckon you should be able to at least run a 10K at any pace, but consistently and continuously well you want to be able to 10k is a nice fuck off distance isn't yeah it? I agree. It's like, i'm off bye see ya yeah you're 10k's away so your body is key yeah as a, as a weapon but probably secondary is a close combat weapon mm -hmm. ccw lovely ccw <laughs> <laughs> love a good uh acronym what, do, what does yours look what's in your head so okay so bats I there's obviously there's blood Blades. weapons then there's sharp weapons so blood weapons you know they're very durable they're quite hard to break. Tough things. Things. However, you really have to take into account weight. You have a sledgehammer. It's going to do a lot of damage, but that thing is heavy. You know, that, you're going to struggle knocking down two zombies. I might get the first one. Swing momentum. You're swinging once every, like, four, mm. five seconds, maybe. It's going to be difficult to... Exactly. That's an important consideration. Range. There's no point having a little knife. He might be able to stab him, but you're putting yourself at considerable risk of getting that close to a zombie or even a person. Knife boot scenario is good, isn't it? Just in cases. But uh -huh. like, yeah, 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 exactly. You know, just like jabbing the side of their head if they're on top of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do say that you should probably keep a fixed bladed knife. So uh -huh. not a flip out pocket knife. Those things combat just knife, like a combat knife, but mainly not for a uh, weapon, mainly for the use of it. You mm -hmm. can carve wood, you can fire uh, chippings, you can use it to cut up multi shimmy things open, like exactly. saw things, like, yeah, exactly. An essential, that. but personally, I would have a solid fixed like a survival knife, survival knife, yeah, yeah exactly. And you can use the base of the knife to bash it in, being a fixed blade, it's all one piece of metal, so it's solid. Bit of duct tape, broom. Or spear spear exactly go fishing i suppose if your weight is key mm -hmm. you want something that's multi-purpose like having that fixed bladed knife that could be used for a spear uh -huh. if you wanted it to and could be used as a hammer and could be used as that rather carrying tentacles you're carrying what for my blunted weapon of choice mm. i would actually use a steel crowbar multi-purpose relatively light but still heavy enough to club someone to death solid as fuck so very durable and has multi multiple uses okay. it's semi-sharp though like it's got a point to it so you could lodge that through an eye socket should you need steel crowbar so i think i would go i'm relatively accessible i bet there's quite a lot of them as well and being q there's probably 300 in there i think i would go metal baseball bat okay quite with a as well. spike welded on it you just a single you. one so really it's a blunt weapon mm -hmm. but could be used as yeah, like a into the head type a pickaxe could be quite useful for that. Same reason. It's designed for picking the floor. Mm. So the angle's sort of wrong. And equally, two Ice joints. Axe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, so that's that. a single piece of metal. That'd yeah. be durable. And the uh, angle's pickaxe, right. Pickaxe, like, wooden handle and that. So, bladed mm. weapons. It's strong, good for, like, smashing skulls and that. Um, but it's better to slice. You wouldn't necessarily have to kill a zombie every single time. You could disable it to a point that it's safe and contained. But you've got to be aware of that liquid infectious blood there's that disease transfer that is a big big risk
Anyone that's sort of seen any volume of blood, you don't realise how much liquid is in a body until it starts to bleed. Like, you yeah. think that eight pints isn't a lot. Once eight pints is out, it's fucking everywhere. Mm, mm. Once you start cutting things up, it's slippery slope. Well, literally, the whole floor's yeah, yeah. going to be murder scene. Literally. And so that's why you got to, you know, when choosing a bladed weapon, you've got to be you careful with how you use it as mm -hmm. much as whatever that weapon is they say to avoid serrated edges get stuck stuck yeah you, know, you wouldn't want that you wouldn't be like knifing some zombie and go oh shit now i'm attached to this thing if you're slicing like you don't really want to be stabbing do you because it's not really effective unless you go straight through the head then it's just one blow it's done it's probably the same with a gun though isn't it that skill yeah level that if you were proficient with a sword or mm -hmm. something you definitely use it but rule if number you're... one is be capable that is key to whatever you're doing don't pick up a saber let's say and you have no idea how to fence exactly like great that's going to do you no good all the weapons you can think out there Oh, I'll use a grenade launcher. Great. Do you know how to use a grenade uh -huh. launcher? No fucking idea. And a grenade launcher is designed to release shrapnel to mm. injure people, which yeah. is good against living soldiers. If you're against zombies, they fall over, they stand back up and they're still at you. Those sorts of weapons aren't in any way really any good mm. because they're designed normally to wound and then it yeah, takes yeah. like a whole load of money and resources to get the person off, whatever. The zombies don't do that. So, yeah. And surprisingly, they say things like a sword. It'd actually be really good but where the fuck are you gonna get a sword from a long two-handed sword pretty useful problem with two hands you need your other hand for opening doors All kinds of shit and, yeah know, so maybe a one-handed sword but it, realistically that's just not gonna happen is it it says in the survival guide the vast majority of swords that we will ever see are props yeah and even if they're high quality replicas or whatever it's not like a forged steel medieval sword that's designed for battle it's designed to sit on a wall and like maybe get a few stage hits yeah yeah things like a samurai sword would be really 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 beneficial but the vast majority of samurai swords are fake piece of metal that look pretty yeah. and sit on a little stand it's like oh look i've got a samurai sword great but it's not designed yeah, to be yeah. hacking and through bone bones for, and yeah. dead for sure flesh do you uh have a bladed weapon of choice i think spear Okay. I think yeah. I would want distance because once you start puncturing and blood spurts out, you're all kinds of fucked. It's true. This is I was thinking along along the same lines. When it came to like a knife of choice, so you'd probably want a bladed something, a blunt something for my mm. blunt thing would be crowbar. A knife, a general knife multi purpose. I'd want a trench spike. They are basically a knuckle duster that has a Single, bladed edge on yeah. the end. Which would be badass, but Equally, I'm never going to get one of those. So I would just use a, a fixed bladed knife. You know, like um, an old school litter picker, like a bit of wood just with a, a yeah, single yeah, yeah. metal stick coming out of uh -huh. it. That would be unreal. Straight in, the like eye. into the head or something. Just like, douche, next yeah. one, douche. If all you're trying to do is cause brain damage, mm -hmm. just that surely eye, would be, it's not doing too much. There's no chance of it getting stuck. Just like a cylindrical... Yeah, that fixed point. The human skull is solid. To cause head trauma enough to kill a person, to the, you need something sharp to either to hack through that thing or something heavy enough to crack that skull. So for me, I'd think for the sort of multi-purpose avenue, a machete, like a, a military machete, something... It just makes me anxious, though, that all... The like, slash of the blood. And everywhere. The, yeah, the people next to you. And, like, if you're hacking with the machete anyway, mm -hmm. there's people side to you, in front of you. You've also got, like, this sharp thing dangling at your waist all day. But it, it would be quite useful. There are a lot of applications to a machete. It's quite weighty, although it is quite short range, for sure. Sever a neck, potentially one blow. 
But then blood everywhere. Yes, I know, I know. I would use my blunt one more often. But even blunt one, there'd be blood splat. But, um... PPE. Incredibly important. Probably parallel to a weapon. You're having to protect, really, your eyes, nose, and mouth. Super, super important. And you want a bit bite-proof in this, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So even if that would be, like, I don't know, a cardboard gauntlet over your arm. Literally, yeah. Just to stop some teeth, ankles, dependent on the weapon, I suppose, would really depend on the level of protection that you need. Because if you've got machetes and swords and knives, you want a face mask. Yeah, yeah. Like, you want your eyes, goggles. Snorkel. Like a hockey mask or something. Yeah, like a talking scuba mask, you know, where it's got, like, the eyes cover. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Um, yeah, yeah, I see, yeah. uh Uh-huh. Max Brooks's book does go in detail into personal protection when it comes to what to wear, even explores armor and stuff. And you think that'd be, oh, it'd be an impenetrable tank. It'd be heavy, it'd be slow, you topple over, uh-huh. you're a dead man. And that's designed to stop a sword in a combat scenario, not 20 hands ripping at pieces of it. Mm. it you would, no, 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 Moronic. no. Because no. like, you only really films, need but... to be, you don't need to be bulletproof. You need to be bite-proof. Scratch-proof. Well, exactly. Uh, I'd probably wear lightweight but tough cargo trousers. Lots of pockets. Enough that I'm not going to get caught on brambles and things. Uh Ideally, I'm not going to want to get bitten by a zombie. So I think if I'm getting bitten on the leg, I'm going to fuck whatever I'm wearing. Mm -hmm. But you're right. I'd have my forearms covered in... Wrapping a magazine around your leg. Mm. You went biting through a magazine. About the right size. Gaffer tape magazines to my arms and my shins. What about... um... I think that would be sensible ranged weapons this is where everyone like gets really excited there's a lot that can go wrong you have to maintain a gun probably wouldn't even pick it up interesting i think i'd have one around mainly as a deterrent against humans to be like oh, i've got a fuck off massive gun don't you open the gun cabinet and you've got the chance to pick up a shotgun or a rifle the shotgun every time because i want like a get out of jail fucking leg it worst case scenario type gig i wouldn't factor it into my See, I, protection i would actually go for a 2-2 rifle for late game, mm-hmm. picking off stragglers, range range. I wouldn't mess with guns until I was securely locked down in a position in a fortified kind of vibe. I think something like a crossbow or a, what they call a compound bow. Again, where the hell are you going to get one of those? But could be quite useful. Long range, even if you're hunting animals and that sort of thing. But then the skill thing hits up. Like, if you wanted to get involved with it and you wanted to be become proficient with a crossbow, if you were a skilled crossbowman, it would be an amazing weapon to use. I actually have a bow at home, and I used to do a lot of archery as a kid. I went on, like, a, like a kid's, like, camp week where you do lots of activities, right? I was probably young. I was, like, 11 or something. And there was archery there. And by absolute fluke, I think I got, like, eight bullseyes oh. in a row. And this woman taking it came over to me at the end of you're really good at this. Um, I'm actually one of the um, coaches for the GB archery team for under 12s. You have the wrong guy. I literally lucked out here. Like. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah. Imagine 3K run, you pull the bow off your back, get an arrow ready, and you, you're shooting at a zombie. Do you think how. Yeah, you're fucked. Wildly. You're never going to get anywhere close, mm. are you? Like, it's just not going to happen. The way I see all ranged weapons would almost certainly be. Um, like fortification defense, yes, isn't it? Once exactly. you're set up and you've got a rifle and you see the occasional zombie a mile away, mm. you think I'm going to have that. There are recommendations of having at least one ranged. And a gun is, is a good one for, for humans because it's like, yo, I'm packing, don't mess with me. As an intimidation, it's almost sure. as effective to have an unloaded gun. Yeah, exactly. When you start factoring ammunition, heavy as well. If you yeah, want to yeah, carry yeah. 30, 60 rounds of spare ammo, two kilos, it's weight to be loaded yeah, around yeah. all the time. Weapons are massively overhyped 
chainsaw. If you pick up a chainsaw in a, in a zombie apocalypse situation, you deserve to be eaten. Yeah. Literally deserve. Like, what noisy, you need fuel, it'll take time to kill something. Like, fucking. The amount of mess it creates, but they are incredibly dangerous. Yeah. So you're getting chased by 10 zombies and you've decided to put a. No, you're going to get got. Going to get got probably by your own chainsaw. So, summary of weapons mm. i would have my main weapon is a steel crowbar it's heavy all-round tool so i'd have uh some fixed blade knife a hunting knife yeah. that i can use for multi-uses bladed i would probably go machete cutting down doors and shit and then i would have probably like a some kind of hunting rifle so late game picking off zombies if probably more useful for like shooting deer or something if i if i had to yeah what about yourself you want to be legging it, avoiding all that kind of shit as readily as possible. Baseball bat would be the weapon, and I think that would probably stand in the place of your machete. Maybe like... Just a really sharp stick. Do you know what I mean? Weight metal pole, something that I can use as a I see, I see, tool, yeah. a stick, and then with the knife can make it into a spear. But really, it's not where my kit would be prioritised. I agree. I completely agree. It would agree. be... Um, yeah, but I think boots would be your, your best form of defence. Legging it. Yeah, running yeah, yeah. Oh, away. Sure. There's no need to put yourself in that situation unless you absolutely have to. It is there as a last resort, yeah. I think. If they're ever needed, it's because you haven't prepared properly. Exactly. It's like that should always be the thing that you're avoiding, that open conflict. Completely not. Nothing that causes any more mess than necessary. That's, that's really Efficiency is key. With, like, senses, would... How dependent are they on like vision and hearing? So the way I see it is they have all the capabilities that we have. However, it may appear like they have super senses or whatever, but they don't. But because they're just way more instinct driven, those senses are more relied upon. So they're more fine tuned. For example, human vision, you could make out a human like from a mile away, let's yeah. say. They would have that capability. In the survival guide they talk about with the vision, because the blink response would be completely diminished to nothing in a zombie. True, yeah. Scratches and all that stuff. So vision would degrade quite quickly fast, as well. Yeah. Which hearing wouldn't degrade in the same way. Nor smell. Exactly. You would have to be incredibly careful about the amount of noise you make. Being quiet is yeah. essential. We'd be massively uh, environment driven, so like a heavily concreted area, that noise will travel far. Solid medium echoes and all that. So you may think, oh, they have super hearing, but in reality, it would just be normal hearing, but they're just listening out the whole time. As to the noises that they would make, probably similar to like a wild animal, I guess. Yeah. You know, relatively quiet. If you alert one and it makes noise, but alerts others that could be, you know, hundreds of metres away, that alert others, that mm. alert others. A single noise could bring down hundreds and hundreds horde, and hundreds yeah. of zombies, a constant draw into your to your base. You could use noise as a strategy. If you yeah. need to escape, if you have backup speaker that plays blaring music mm -hmm. from a house next door, use that as a... That would be very, very useful. One thing would also be quite apparent is after like a few, even a few days, you would smell zombies. They would stink of rotting flesh. Yeah. An unwashed human reeks yeah. after a couple of days. Like you can smell them. <laughs> Gross. Smell would things be Things like real. dogs and things would, they'd be useful. They would detect that, oh shit, there's a smelly ass dead man. Predator, yeah, exactly. Having a dog. If you had a really easy, switched yeah. on dog that mm. knew the gig and was good, it was a good beast. But it would be yeah. incredibly useful. I'm legend again. Almost certainly the case. Uh, you know, look at the Sri Lankan tsunami. Birds flocked away 
way before humans knew what was going yeah. on. You know, there's a weird sixth sense there, a zombie apocalypse outbreak. Animals would know bad vibes going on. Yeah, listen to nature first. I think that would be wise. And in World War Z, they used dogs know that you're infected yeah. before start being symptomatic. That so means I can see it. I can they see can get dogs sniff out drugs and sniff, sniff out, out money. cancer as well. Like yeah. people with cancer, they, they can train it so that people, they know when someone has like a brain tumour or yeah, something. Which is... Out with that dog. Yeah, that's mad. So, there's a zombie outbreak. Okay. What are we going to do for like the now so first of all don't lose your head don't lose right? your head I would know about it before it went down you would be fully aware that okay something's going on something's going weird coronavirus in the UK there's no lockdown but we are we know there's coronavirus I would get food and things like that I wouldn't panic I would just get long preservative and take it to my apartment now i would that would be my safe face i would just fortify the familiar surroundings that i have to me now you live on a ground I floor do, yeah. flat other than your bathroom there's no safe space there is there no no way to evacuate and surrounded by other houses they say that's quite a good thing I, because i live in a, a block of flats your neighbors are your allies they alert you of things as much as vigilance there. Extra eyes, extra noises. Lockdown. I, wanna, I don't want any noise. Just a single room. Two story, so I can isolate the top floor from the bottom floor. Multiple escape routes, front windows, back windows. That's isolated as well. So if there's shit kicking off at the front of the house, you just sneak out nothing like. is kicking off at the back of the house. We have that though. We have a little garden area. A little compound. Yeah, you do. You definitely board up all your windows. That's one of the first things you do. What are you going to board them up with? My bed frame. Uh-huh. I would strip that and sleep on the mattress. Yep. Um, Wardrobe uh, doors. All of that. So you just fortify, lock it down. If you have stairs, burn them or blow them up. Break somehow. them down. Break them down. Yeah. It's yeah. difficult. But they say that any kind of disrupting that, because uh-huh. then if you are breached, you can retreat upstairs, buy yourself some time, yep. climb out the window. Kind Things of like an office building or a block of flats. If you can get rid of that stairs and replace it with a ladder... Every story above that, then, is safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. In preparation for this, is a toolkit. Hammers, nails, screwdrivers, drill. Yeah, yeah. Stuff, the basic stuff to, to be able to fortify if you ever need to. Yeah. Because well, I ain't got none of that shit here. Oh, I do. Come around mine. So I have a drill. If anyone wants to buy a drill, you're more than welcome. There's one on my Amazon wish list. Um, I do. <laughs> send it to me, please. <laughs> and you would need all of this ideally to fit into like a 75 litre hiking rucksack filled it all up i've carried a lot of shit on my back with all the excursions i've done through the ccf and mm-hmm. dv and that i know i can carry at least five days worth of food camping stuff and supplies and things and that was but you probably wouldn't want to anymore when you start weighing yourself down but what do you need well this is the thing Number one, you need water purifying tablets. Absolute basic. If you need to drink something and it's unhealthy, you are going to get sick. If there's any kind of unhygienic water, number one, you need access to clean, healthy water. Or bottled water from finding it. Yeah. I would carry purification tablets. A hexi burner, where it'd be like a metal... Looks like a little camp stove, but with like a little fire light. Would there be a point where you'd be comfortable lighting a fire... Last in a zombie scenario, environment. You'd bring it with you, though, wouldn't you? You would bring it... Not if I have to carry it, and I don't think I'd use it. What happens if you're stuck on a rooftop and you don't have any water? You need it somehow. Is there... I think the Wayne water, that's all right. The Wayne water. The Wayne water. <laughs> uh, the rain water, that'd be all right. Not if it doesn't rain. But then what am I doing with a hexi stove, then? Well, but then you might have a puddle on there or something, and you could use that. I'll just drink it. <laughs> I don't think I'd ever be comfortable... Do you know what I need now? Some fire... 
some smoke just to make the situation slightly less. Fire would be safer than you think. I mean, the uh, one risk they always think about with fire is the potential for it to get out of control. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't want to end up risking burning down your own shelter. So, if you knew there was an outbreak and it was pretty, you were pretty vulnerable to it, the first thing you should do is run the bath. Run the bath, fill it up. That's like 36 litres of water that you then have access to. It's 10 days, isn't it? That's a 14, lot of water. 14, probably, like, if you, you, you stretch it. it out, yeah. We were so dependent on water, but really, that's a system that's incredibly elaborate. It doesn't take a lot for that bail. So, having that... Just a backup storage of, I have a reserve of water if anything goes wrong. Basic supplies, you need canned food. Any kind of food that you could stock up in your larder, have that. Then if you had to bug the fuck out of there, you would you would take the stuff that you could carry that was lightweight. You'd just eat out of a tin if you need to. Yep. Torch. You would need batteries. You would think you'd find enough batteries. So I'd probably take one anyway. I think those are the little things like AA batteries would be something if you were raiding a store. They'd be a priority. If you saw that, I will take that because that could be a million little things that you extend the longevity of its use for. You've got to remember that if it comes to survival and it's something that like a device is dependent on electricity, it is a luxury. It's going to fail. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a point where there's no electricity left. Yeah. Uh, the battery's going to run out. Everything should be, the preparation should be electricity free, really, yeah. or wind up or some sort of mechanical. Things like a shortwave radio would be pretty useful. Yeah. Contacting, they actually say having a radio would be really, really good, especially from your groups, but it's more for monitoring the situation out there as opposed to trying to contact anyone. You don't really want anyone knowing where you are. Uh -huh. You know, if you're self sufficient and you're doing quite well for yourself, why are you... You want to be engaged, yeah. but not in contact with, exactly. don't you? Yeah, you don't want to risk that. So, a toolkit, basic sewing kit, yeah. um, medical, all the basics. Yeah. Quite a sophisticated one if you really... Do you really think there is a value in holding a medical kit? If you're on foot moving from one place to another, you're going to get got and you're going to die. It's more for things like you burn yourself or you cut yourself you're gonna get injured. You're you're surviving. It's not necessarily if you get got by a zombie, yeah, well you're screwed, aren't you? You can't come back. Being light, weapons, food, and water. Tis Priority. it. Little things like binoculars. If you got a pair, really useful. You could scout danger from a mile away, or you could avoid it. Yeah, well, exactly. But at least you can. You're then aware of it. You could be walking one way, or you could be from your apartment, trying to see, get some supplies. Is the coast clear? And as you say, everything, radios and stuff, solar panels should you need. They say emergency flares. Mm. Where are you getting these flares from? Yeah, where you get them from, and you really have to be desperate to use that, surely. That's all kinds of attention being drawn to you. Personally, I think I'd have basic supplies like water, a bottle, a good bottle, your knife, your purification things, maybe a, a little portable stove, uh, a medical kit, maybe a radio, binos, most of your bag would be filled with perishable things that you would have to consume on the go. A 70 litre bag, you don't think you're going to get got, or at the first sign of trouble, you're going to have to ditch it, and that's all your stuff gone. No, for sure. Just a like a bug out bag. It's got water, it's got food. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree, I agree. Maybe enough basic shelter. You'd have one bag with absolute essentials, and mm. another bag we are hauling ass to find somewhere safer. You never know how long that bug out could take. What would be your means of transport, do you think? So let's say your apartment safe house is no longer that safe. Urban area is dangerous as fuck. Loads of zombies, loads of other people. Lots of supplies, but if you're in a high populated area, it's probably going to get overrun pretty quickly. Your stronghold would be pretty decent in the beginning. 
when people are losing their heads, they're assessing the situation, it's familiar. But the likelihood is you're going to have to move at some point. You could be there a month or two. You never know what the situation's like. But it's very likely it would get overrun and you'd have to pick a better location. I would say get out. But that's... That's not what everyone else says, Monty. When the shit hits the fan, I don't want to have to escape a city. But equally... If the shit is in the fan. I don't want to be in that environment. No one knows you're there. You still have to travel through miles of chaotic Mm. cars that are blocking roads and buildings on fire and people and zombies and all that. You stay in your place when that's all kicking off. And then when it calms down, because... Obviously it doesn't, though. Then you're trapped in your house, you've got no supplies, the area is fucked. Well, I look at the place I'm in at the moment. I'm less than a mile for food. I'm about a mile from rural openness. Okay, not as rural, rural as... A mile away from a city with a population of a million. So it's not openness, is it? It's like, it's a field, yeah. But Clifton was infested. Yeah. You couldn't walk down the street without a horde getting at you. Yeah. You've ran out of food, Mm -hmm. you've ran out of water. Now what? You'd wait that out. You can't, we've run out of food, run out of water, so you've got like... You've yeah, now you got days. You've planned for this shit. You're... But the infestation's been getting gradually worse, yeah, but if gradually you think about worse, it, like... gradually worse. You're trapped. Yeah, the initial outbreak is scary as fuck. People are infected. They're not... When zombies start to deteriorate, which would be pretty quickly, you, your survival chances increase considerably. Be prepared already. So okay. I've already got 24-hour head start on everyone else. Which you more most likely because you've read the book and you're doing this podcast. Do you know what I mean? I know. I've got a day's advantage on the general population, probably, through being prepared and being slightly switched on. Yeah. Cool. What am I going to do with that advantage? It's not going to be sitting in a city apartment allowing things to deteriorate. I want to move to a more ideal location, less populated, but not isolated, but somewhere that's got far better access to escape immediately. There's less people around anyway, so if there was like a big infestation, less city apartment and more mum's house vibes do you know what i mean like a bit bigger yeah um yeah. probably slightly more established as in like the resources that you have to hand anyway yeah a place to get all your shit together and then go and find your strongholds but like i would initially getting out of the city i think is um important yeah i i beg to differ because you're gonna forget that the authorities will be doing things yeah but they'll be acting on mass yeah so they'll lock they down bristol and then no one can leave. Yeah, yeah, but that's fine. They're going to lock down Taunton, less likely. Agreed. So if like, you're there, you're not going to be trapped. You're assuming that you're on your own from the beginning, which the authorities, this is the coolest thing in the world, by the way, Bristol City Council has their own zombie contingency plan, Just and you can case. look it up online. <laughs> it's great. That is so cool. Oh. But anyway, so, you know, it wouldn't be absolute carnage from the beginning. People will freak the fuck out, for sure. But you wouldn't want to lose your head in that, personally. That's not me losing my head, that's me bailing. No, I get that. Choice. You're all going nuts, crazy, buying toilet roll, being nutty. Mm. I'm slowly going to be walking out and away from all this bollocks. Imagine you have... So, me, you and Ed have a garage somewhere. Shit goes down, code chicken box. That's all we need. We rendezvous within two hours of that garage. In the garage, there's like... Bug out bags, crowbars. That's okay. it in the garage. Okay. We open the garage door, we get it. We go to some village somewhere, probably 10 miles outside of Bristol, yeah. hunker down, but we've got resource, ability I feel like to it's leave. Very, very premature. Is that not preparation? It is, but I'd be fully prepped and living in my safe house. They say, right, Bristol's locked down then. 
All major cities are locked down. No one can leave or enter. Equally, what happens if we're absolutely fine and they clear all the zombies? Then I'm fine as well. No, of course. But, but in that scenario, you're not fine and I am fine. And a city lockdown isn't out of the ordinary to think that it could happen. You know, they locked down Milan because of a flu. Yeah, but I still have access to things. I have supplies. We're getting long then game. There's a million people in that city that have also got access to the same supplies. Have also got the same shop a mile away that have got the same. You want to fuck off? I think the city's worth of resources with without restock won't last long at all. The supply chain breaks. I think that's it. What are you going to start growing things immediately in your garden? No, but having a month's worth of tin goods, not in a city, but where I want to be, good. Um, uh. Trying to find tin goods. When everyone else is trying to find the tin goods, less good. Because here's my situation. I'd be having my, in my lockdown in my apartment. I wouldn't really leave unless there was an immediate threat. No one knows I'm there. The authorities will be doing their thing. Meanwhile, I'm assessing. I'm observing. But then I'm... what are you assessing? What the hell people are doing? Then you're relying on news. So I've made that decision that I think shit's going down. I'm out. Because no, the authorities are controlling yeah, the news at this point. Like, you've got no idea what's going on. Honesty isn't going to be their priority. No, is it? of course it's not. It's going to be like, control, everyone acting reasonably. I think maybe we're talking different stages here. You're talking about there are zombies running around. I'm talking about there are rumours that they're a thing. No, we're talking about the same thing. Oh, wait, okay. Yeah, I'm off. Still. The first okay. hint of zombies and reality, I'm gone. I'm not staying in a highly built up area if I think legitimately there's. Zombies, no, no. <laughs> you know coronavirus exists, so you won't go to a football match. If you know zombies exist, I'm not living in a city anymore. I think it's, I think it's pretty wise. It's pretty watertight. Run away. I'm taking my advantage and I'm running away with it. So, how are we going to get to our lockdown place? I think there's a, there's a serious difference between stronghold or safe house, we call it. Safe house. Because we've both said got an assessment place. We've made the assessment now that there's okay, the so shit is like, hitting the fan. Yeah. I think you might be right in both on agreement that we'd have to leave at some point. Mm-hmm. Bristol has a lot of people. Mm-hmm. People are dangerous. They fucking are. <laughs> so, transport, get from A to B. You want stealth. Cars are an absolute no-no. In my mind, a well, motorbike would be quite good because you can weave it out, but it's noisy. Relying on tyres, relying on a good road. You fall off, you're fucked. Like, if you injure yourself on a motorbike in a zombie apocalypse, you're an idiot. You and just... you're dead. They're all reliant on... Good, clean roads. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Which won't exist. You'll be carnage. Yeah. And a moment there'll be trapped. As a last resorty type vibe, having a car to hand, maybe, yeah. Like, it Other could be. options should absolutely be explored. Massively. I personally would probably walk. Bicycle probably wouldn't be a bad shout, to be fair. Yep. I'd probably leave on a bike, maybe. Yep. Um, First 20k on a bike. Ditch yeah, exactly. it, it pops tires or whatever. Well, exactly. Yep. You, wouldn't, you, don't, you don't want to be overly reliant on anything. Stuff. Horse riding yes. would be incredibly useful and you've also got a live sensing animal and a distraction if all else fails you just boot the horse towards me and you leg it in the opposite direction tie it down sorry mate god we're evil but five of the fittest and eat them as well yeah we've all learned from tesco it's true. Thank you. Her Tesco's like, shut the fuck up about don't that. Don't we put that in the past already? <laughs> um, you need to learn how to ride a horse. It's not hard. It's, you need confidence. You don't want your first time on a horse to be any distance at all because it will yeah. destroy you and you won't be able to walk. 
But equally, we... horses are quiet. They are versatile. They can go on a lot of different terrain. You can't take a car They've from also forests. They've got the right attitude. Yeah. That they are sort Speakable. of prey animals, aren't yeah. they? Where they ain't engaging. They're fully flight. Where a dog, a bit more of a liability because mm. it's got that sort of aggression. Not that you can travel on a dog, but having a dog in your group is quite a... So horse riding would be pretty good. Yeah. Um, personally, wouldn't do vehicles. So many people just get on a plane. You can't fly. You need fuel... You always want the opportunity to be able to run away. Yeah. Car doors, scary. Yeah. People get infected in the car, mm. seat belts on. They're probably going to stay stuck in that car. For a while, If yeah. you walk past it, people can grab out the windows, yeah, yeah. bite you, all kinds of stuff. The key to transport preparation, map out your route. Uh-huh. You would always underestimate how far you could travel in the day. If you do better, great. Have stop-off points. Potentially search here for supplies. This is also a safe, quiet, secluded place if we need to stay the night. or Always have escape route. Very much like DV. You know, you had checkpoints. You had uh, emergency routes between each checkpoint. You'd know where to go. Have binos on, checking ahead of you. You would probably use a lot of cover, hedge lines and things like that. But equally, if you can't see zombies, then you don't know when they're coming. To keep it to an absolute bare minimum. And if there's a location that's not quite as good, but it's half the distance, the travel is dangerous. Yeah. Keep it short, minimised. And this is why I would say do your move-in before you're in a scenario where it's difficult. Interesting. Yeah, I agree. I just worry that you would have to time it. It's all about timing. I think you either leave before anything's ever kicked off mm-hmm. or leave well after it's the initial kickoff. Wait for it to calm the fuck down, mainly zombies and not people freaking out as well. Or you would... You could do it. miles in a city with zombies. It depends if it's like total, complete takeover. It wouldn't be like that in, in the beginning, would it? I'd have liked to have thought I would have my lockdown place. I think it'd be like coronavirus. There's pockets of stuff going on. Oh, there's a thousand zombies. Oh, now I'm doing shit. Thousand zombies, like you're talking about someone coughing on each other and the numbers are going up. It would be, once there's a thousand, Mm -hmm. there'll be a million. You think? Yeah. We would hopefully put measures in place to... This is what I want to know. Would they start bombing cities? Yeah. You think? I reckon in... You think uh, that Channel Tunnel would stay open? Oh, no, yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, cool, 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 If that's not already mined anyway, I'd be slightly annoyed. Yes, in autocratic dictatorship places. China, Korea. Yeah, absolutely fine, they would do it. In in which case, you'd want to leave early. You just want to avoid people. You want to avoid interaction. It'd be you and a small group. You would plan everything. You would plan the route to a T. And then you travel light, you travel quick, probably during the day. Remember, your senses are only that great, but a zombie can smell you. You're, mm-hmm. you're not as dependent on smell as like a... If your sight is slightly better than a zombie's sight, you want to be travelling in daytime, 100%. not nighttime. Every yeah. advantage you can possibly take. Uh-huh. You'd have to pick the place that you want to stronghold and lock the fuck down. This is more of a fortress over your temporary... This is where this is your Winchester, isn't it, where you're waiting for it all to blow over. There'd be a few places that you would almost certainly want to avoid. Yeah. Don't be a moron and go to hospital or... A supermarket, uh-huh. um, anywhere there's lots of entrances. Never obvious. Yeah. You want to be going somewhere that you think is a good idea, but no one else. It doesn't seem like an amazing idea. Yeah. Uh, sparsely populated, well supplied, lots of lines of communication should you need it. So, a prison. Inmates. Violent. Exactly. And, and is a prison agree. that good? Because a prison, the guards are the thing that keep prisons safe. Exactly. This is, is an overlooked thing. Yeah. Right? A prison is a rabbit hole of death looks enticing oh you could fortify that nah i mean yeah it would have supplies but you're sharing that with a lot of people yeah it's often in 
populated places. So inmates could be a risk. Equally, one thought was military bases. So quite sparsely populated. You often get military bases that aren't near anything because they want yeah. land for like training purposes. Really well supplied. Trained personnel on site. That could be really useful. I actually looked up the nearest ones. So there's uh, 266 Battery Royal Artillery, HMS Flying Fox slash the Royal Navy Reserves. We've got that one on White Ladies, which is, I think, the... Um, reserves. The reserves, yeah. Could go there, except, again, still in Bristol. I don't think I'd want to go to a military base, because then you're fully getting yourselves involved with the authorities. Yeah, yeah, it's still early doors. You kind of need ties with the real world. People are thinking military bases. I ain't going to a military base. It would, again, situational. I, I want, like, an old small-town bank. I don't think it's fortifiable enough. I like the idea... Like an old police station. Okay. Solid. That, or, like, a, a quiet mechanic shop. You've got tools, resources. Yeah. Got all the stuff that you need, but no one's thinking... I'm going there. There's guns there. But what's more useful, really? A welding kit or a couple of soldiers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the military yeah. base is going to get overrun at some point. There's too many factors possibly, involved. Possibly. I want to be small on my own. I agree, I agree. You key is looking like the place is abandoned. I would want more security in terms of long-term supply. So access to water, access to something where I could potentially grow my own food or at least... There are supply networks there. I always think that's going to go wrong. I don't think you would ever grow food as a small operating unit. I think it would be week here, days here, month here, month here. Like You're constantly travelling. wouldn't be able to allow a horde to set up outside your stronghold. You would make some noise. You mm-hmm. would come back mm-hmm. and cause attention. You would have to constantly be moving away from that. Because it gets to a point where you can't leave then because you're overrun. I would have a third location if it was looking like humanity is overrun. And in which case, place that you would look for would be somewhere like actually quite a little bit more hostile. Mm-hmm. So this is where you're like, right, we're going to live here. This is where we're going to repopulate the like earth. A, yeah. Uh-huh. Then I would pick somewhere... Small island, maybe an island, actually. Oil rig, yeah. Access to the sea, uh-huh. lots of food. You can't be overrun. They're fully kitted out, very isolated, very defensible. You can fish for food. I'd probably pick somewhere it's not easy to live. Arid environments. It talks about not quite tundra, more maybe tundra environments where you could still potentially grow vegetation, so you could self-sustain. Not everyone's going to pick there because it's fucking hard to live there. If a zombie gets there, they probably would eventually. You would know about it a long, long time. And advance and you wouldn't tell anyone no you would never radio out unless you had to above frost line because that give you the winter months of no zombies because if you think they will freeze and they've got no internal heat and once it drop below zero mm. that would give you months of the year of complete safety to scavenge and i think somewhere like be, canada yeah somewhere with a cold winter and then probably in an apocalypse type scenario anyway yeah the amount of shit in the atmosphere it's going to be colder than now so this is zombie domination scenario, mm. the rebuild. So you'd obviously find an isolated place. You'd start building a community out of the people that you had around you. Mm-hmm. You probably lost a few friends, but you probably made a few friends by this point. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. So you're, you're focused on, on day-to-day survival. Zombies are less of a priority at this point because survival is the most essential. And hopefully you've picked a location that is quiet and zombies aren't so much of a day-to-day thing you have to build a group a community so everyone has specialized skills you make sure everyone has aware of their own responsibilities for group survival you'd study 
you'd gain knowledge, you'd read what you could, understanding things, farming and botany and, and hunting possibly. You'd remove all luxuries, absolutely no need, but that could be very psychologically difficult to deal with. Another psychological thing that we haven't actually spoken about is the incessant droning of zombies. The noise, yeah. That, one of the things you should carry with you is earbuds. Uh-huh. Couldn't possibly understand the psychological White trauma noise. Yeah. Yeah, of, of zombies Mo- moaning in cities the entire time. Prepared early. So your settlement location. Keep it secret, far from civilization. No urban areas because of military bombing. And the domino effect of zombie hordes finding you. Bombing of cities and things. Mass destruction of, let's say, London and Paris and uh-huh. would happen in a zombie-dominated area, but eventually the military is going to get overrun. The first thing you do once you're in this lockdown location, construct defences. So there would be fallback positions, you'd have escape route plans, constant rotor of patrolling. And you would probably keep this up for as long as you live there. Mm. For as long as you knew there were zombies out there, you'd keep doing those things. Harsh environments would be safer, uh, less accessible to other humans and zombies, so Arctic, desert, forests, possibly islands if you could get there. And you would predict to stay in this place for five years. Majority of zombies would decompose over that time. Yeah, that decompose time, because it could be month, year, but you need to wait it out, don't you? Yeah, yeah, massively. I don't think I would want to rebuild a site. Like, that wouldn't be my aim. If this is your existence from now on. I don't agree with going in bigger groups. Once society's broken down, I'm not going to engage myself in rebuilding it. Yeah, but it would happen anyway. Well, yeah, it can. They can. Yeah, yeah. Humans are social creatures. You would need people. Quite content living in a little isolated valley somewhere, mm-hmm. just with a group of 10 people. Okay. Just chilling, not bothered about relearning scientific knowledge. No, so, no, no. Yeah. You, you've lost hope to that. Where's the will, there's a way. But this location, you're thinking, we're here that after five or 10 years, the war is over, right? Yeah. You know, you don't really have any contact with the rest of the world. You have to assume the zombies have won. So it'd be continued sustainable survival in that time. Everyday maintenance, basically. After 20 years, consider a scouting party. If they didn't return... 20 years? 20 years. Bollocks. What do you mean, bollocks? Well, you could have had a generation of children in that time. Yeah, and they might get infected. Well, yeah, but the people aren't that valuable. What do you mean? Go scout. You've got to assume that... Everything is fucked. Well, yeah. There's just thousands of zombies. 20 years, apparently. 20 years. That's Seems fucking a bit... long time. Yeah. You just assume that if they didn't come back and you would just remain in hiding. I think that's what we'd do. The post-apocalyptic life would just be self-contained, day-to-day survival. So I would want to make that environment as pleasurable to me as possible, which wouldn't be in some sort of military weird dictatorship, which would form, probably. Almost certainly. I'd do it on my own. Yeah, but you... I would rather die and do it on my own than live an existence for 20 years, living in some dodgy compound, growing vegetables. Communist. Dystopia. No. It'd be the same in your place, just on a smaller scale. Yeah. A much smaller scale. I think you've probably got more chance to fail. I would struggle to continue on in an organised regime. I'm, I'm assuming a lot of people would get gobbled very quickly. I just wouldn't hang out with people who I didn't know very well. I would fully have maybe 10 people who... I would already be ensuring that whoever I was going to survive a zombie apocalypse with, I'd already figured that out. God, do on your own, I think. Yeah, yeah. But you wouldn't. you couldn't survive on your own. It's foolish. No, you can't. Yeah, you could survive, but psychologically would break. You're assuming 
that you have all the skill sets no, to survive. No, I do not. The volume increases the problems sort of exponentially, more people, and I don't think including our friends would solve the skill problem, but it would increase the problem problem. Two mouths to feed rather than one. Resources are going down twice as quickly but aren't necessarily getting built up twice as fast. If you could do it on your own, I think that you would have your best shot. But in a group of two or three, You just really, wouldn't survive. But... You would end up shooting yourself way before that having a fifth or sixth person would cause you to die far quicker than loneliness and isolation someone being Maybe. an idiot someone having a tantrum someone getting angry at someone else someone causing an argument i think you'll be surprised how a collective issue would unite people and this again you'd have to pick the the 10 people pretty don't think i could pick in a position before the incident i don't know what qualities i would need in them no one could that's why i think trust would be the most important thing it's just me then yeah, you, you don't trust anyone. We know that from the PLU. Yeah, episode. but I think you're an idiot for trusting people in this environment. I think you would be an idiot for not trusting people. I Get yourself killed. Yeah, 100%. They'll get you killed. But like, we're by this point, you would almost certainly have some degree of trust with these people. Uh, you would have survived so much shit at this point. It's a miracle you're even there. Have you seen A Quiet Place? Yes. You know in that, mm-hmm. where they live in a valley of farms, yeah, and yeah. each family's yeah, very yeah. much on their own, but they're connected with their little lights and they're in communication. Yeah, ish. My, I mean, I can see the other groups, yeah, yeah, yeah. but in no way is your stupidity going to impact on me yeah, in yeah, yeah. any way. But that's how I kind of envisioned it. There is a dependence on people, though. The difficult. So I always have right a dependence here. on independence. Which is fucked, because you can't. We are a social species. We have developed and evolved over thousands of years to depend on each other. For greater society, yeah. No, to build as great as things and to develop. I think individual surviving, we would be best placed in a group of three. I think that group would be more like ten. You'd be very capable in a small group, for sure. Early stages, you would have to be. So one long... person to be noisy. Fucking shoot them. You'd have... They've been noisy. Uh-huh. You're all dead. Yeah, but you would weed out the weak people. You're being really, really savage about it, but there is a dependence on teamwork. That would be one of the, the most important... I would life. rather have to tackle the issue of loneliness and wanting to blow my own head off mm-hmm. a year down the line rather than getting my face torn off because I've decided to do it with my mate and he won't shut the I fuck up. I would never decide to do it with my mate. I would decide not to. Yeah, of course. Your default is to do that. There are a reason the military work in teams of four. Zombie domination, right? If you couldn't work as a team... If someone knocks at your gate... Yeah, can I come in? No, absolutely not. No, why? we wouldn't risk that, would you? No. That's why you're hidden. So you're what are you secret. knocking on? My gate. Exactly. Fuck off. Go get your own gate. You would be away from people. You wouldn't want to be discovered. That's the whole point. You wouldn't want to be in Britain by this point. I think Britain's solid. Easily isolatable. Very I think moderate climate, though. Yeah, Just maybe. below freezing. Scotland's very sparsely populated as well. We don't have land borders, which would be important, so you don't have a... There is still a fuckload of people here, though. That's a fuckload of zombies on an island. But you would think if you found a sparsely populated area and decomposition and all that good stuff, late game, you'd do quite well. Some general tips. Yeah, go on. Check those in. Carry water with you at all times. Sleep with your shoes on. Sleep with shoes on. Yep. If you get disturbed, you would die trying to put your shoes on. If you ran away from zombies and you realised you'd run away without shoes on, you would not get... You, you would yeah, be screwed. Dead. Dead. Yeah. We're just not adapted to be running on our feet anymore. And especially, you know, glass and all that crap. No. Exactly. Yeah. Keep shoes on. Yeah. Keep the team small. Common sense is king. Mm-hmm. 
instincts. If in doubt, run away. If in doubt, run away. Don't be a hero. The heroes get killed. Um, and that is most of it. So uh, that does it for this chat episode of Brain Dump. I hope you enjoyed. A bit of fun. Um, I'll try and link the resources to uh, Max Brooks's book down below. Uh, me and Monty had a lot of fun uh, recording this one. Um, I'd love to know what you think about how you'd handle the zombie apocalypse, uh, what kind of things you think would be important. There are endless things to talk about uh, in this episode. It's just so much fun. Um, but yeah, uh, hit up the Brain Dump Facebook group. We'll uh, be jumping, drop, dropping some stuff on there. Uh, but otherwise, I hope you're staying safe and uh, entertained in lockdown. Till next time. Bye.